<laughs> Welcome back, guys, to segment number two. This one has been blowing up the comments. You already know you guys want to cure this one. <laughs> this is the segment where we talk about dating. Everybody's favorite subject. I am one of your hosts, Karen. And I am your other host, Ashley. I'm just a guest. I'm twin sister. I'm with Abby's. <laughs> I'm your other guest, Charlie. And I'm your third guest, Megan. <laughs> so teenagers and dating let's take a look at the history of it so according yeah i know i was surprised too i was like hmm so it says people moved from the farms to cities where young adults could gain more economic freedom and establish their own homes as a result parental control over young adults in courtship decreased It's kind of what we're seeing now. Courtship isn't really a thing anymore. In public education by the 1900s, most secondary school students attended co-educational public schools, which increased interaction between boys and girls, what we know today as public schools. Um, Automobile, young adults had more freedom and movement without their parents. Hmm, Obviously what we're going through now and telephones young adults more easily talk to members of opposite sex and equality of women. More women entered the workforce and took on creative community roles, which increased interaction between single adult women and men. So that's the history of teenagers and dating. But what do you think on dating? So what is your view on dating and what expectations do you have about dating at a young age honestly I think all my dreams of like <laughs> I have dreams of guys man <laughs> dreams. Like, some cute scenarios and I like write it down like oh sometimes <laughs> it comes it, can, it comes to the point where when I lay in bed I actually ask God like God can you just do me a great favor and give me a dream <laughs> no yeah so <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've never dated anyone, so maybe my knowledge isn't that great because I don't have, like, any experience whatsoever, but with dating, I remember in sophomore year, I, w- I was, like, talking to my teacher, and I was like, yeah, you should date for marriage, like, you need, like, yes. yeah, date for marriage, like, it's, like, yes, a relationship should be fun, but then I feel like if you're just doing it, like, oh, friends getting together, then I feel like that can cause a lot of drama yeah. and a lot more, and a lot of heartbreak. Because it's not very intentional. And then there's like this freshman girl who was like, no, but you're just doing it for fun. Like, oh, like you're in high school and when you're going to college, you got to focus on like your education and actually like starting to build your career by getting like your major or whatever. So like, oh, high school is a time to have fun and everything. So there's like two different types of thought processes that when it comes to dating, but I personally will say, I'll date for marriage. Like, I'm kind. Of, I'm. I'm trying to get a rock on my finger, not like so a ring with a band, a <laughs> ring with a band on it. No, yeah, I I agree. I definitely personally um, think that. Okay, okay. Going back to the original question about people our age, like dating and how I view that. Um, 
to be honest, every time I do see them, I'm just like, I don't know how long this is going to last. <laughs> just because I feel like we're so young and it's also kind of like, oh, like we don't know what we want in life yet. And obviously like you might think like, oh, like I'm in this like relationship, like for life, like I'm dating this person to get married you're still so young and like your brain is literally not even fully developed yet. So, and neither is your, like the idea of love to you. So I just think like, it's like, you can have fun at a young age when you're dating, but I wouldn't expect you to like get married to the person that you're like dating. But personally, I definitely would want to date for marriage because I feel like if you and your significant other are not in the relationship and dating for marriage, then that can cause problems because you're not in it for like the same reasons. Mm -hmm. So, No, for sure. I completely agree with you. I think that, um, you know, the younger that we are, like in, like in middle school, I, a lot of people just start dating and you're just like, dude, you're literally kids. Like I didn't really realize it because, you know, in the moment you feel so old. And then um, later on, you just feel like, man, you know, I just wasted a lot of time or, you know, whatnot. But when I was younger, I was like, so I did date this guy. But it's not really like dating when you're just friends with that person. You know, you just put a title on it. Exposing yourself right now. (laughs) I know, but I feel like it has to come across, you know, like my point has to come across. You don't really know what love is because you're so young and you give your love away so easily at the moment because you're experiencing new things and you're you know new horizons and new feelings and you're just like yeah you know I'm just gonna dip my toe in here I'm not gonna get hurt but at the end I feel like when you're 12 and you're like I'm I'm gonna be 18 am I am I gonna marry this dude at 18 I don't think so or am I you know like it's just it's crazy to me but um I also do think that the our our generation specifically dating has changed so much it's been so sexualized or maybe it's always been sexualized and it's just coming to like now because we're teenagers because we are teenagers because we have hormones (laughs) yeah yeah right but um yeah we're just realizing this stuff now but it's always been there yeah but um I feel like me, I'm going to date to marriage. I'm going to actually, I'm going to do courtship. So that's. that's so I've actually experienced both. And I feel like I have dated someone as a teenager. And I did go through that phase where I was just like, oh man, like I really wish I could, you know, end up with this person. But I feel like, yeah there's that mindset and you're just like yeah but I kind of know I'm not gonna end up with this person and then um I prayed about it you know religion's a big thing for us and and I prayed about it and I was god like if this isn't the person if this isn't right for me I'm I'm not gonna I I don't want to you know have this relationship anymore because that relationship is a definition of what every other teenage relationship is like and I was like oh my gosh no I don't need this in my life right now so you know obviously that ended and now my view on that is yes I'm gonna wait till marriage if it's I want to be married when I 
date someone, the next person I date, I hope I marry them or I, my intention of that is I'm going to marry them. You, okay, super random, but does it ever make you uncomfortable when you see like people making out in the staircase at school? <laughs> yes. Oh my yes. <laughs> Dude, I have to literally look at the floor. I've tripped over myself the time because I was like trying not to look because it's so, <laughs> how you make like, you know that I'm like, like, I'm gonna give you a privacy, bro, but this is a public staircase. Definition <laughs> of teenage dating. <laughs> exactly. I was like, is this what teenage dating is? It's like, because like every flight I climb, I see one in the corner and then like one holding hands, and I'm just like, oh, we have places to get to, and you're just in the middle. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. It made how me feel you- so single. I mean, I, I don't <laughs> know how they do that in public. I'm just, I, oh, <laughs> I yeah. can't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's been a bunch of uncomfortable ones. Mm. There's like, yeah, we're not gonna talk about my god celebrities. <laughs> not right now. So, I wasn't even thinking about you. So, so oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, next thing we were gonna talk about was do you want to date for marriage? And I yeah. think we already established <laughs> that. <laughs> but like, yeah, we all want to date for marriage. Um, so what traits do you look for in a significant other? A lot. See, that's why I'm scared <laughs> that everything is like my standards are too high. Or like if I do end up getting them in my dream, <laughs> then I'll just like automatically like them. And I'll like look over all of the other stuff and be like, you know what? My standards are like, it's okay. Like blah, blah, blah. But I think if you're looking for like physically – and morally attractive I for sure want them to be Christian because I feel like if you're if they're yes, both a on, holy hottie <laughs> <laughs> like I want a church boy who goes to church that's old but like because if it, you're if you're on different like beliefs it's just gonna cause a lot of conflict and like you like I want to be in a relationship where I can grow spiritually and like it's not like we're both dragging each other down but we're both like lifting each other up um it, it would be nice if they were healthy <laughs> if they had you know rock solid. <laughs> yeah, it would be nice if they if like you know their face is okay but you know I've liked a bunch of people who were kind of ugly so you know I'm not all about the looks but it'd be it'd be okay <laughs> sorry to this teacher um yeah um I think speaking on personal experiences um <laughs> Okay, so definitely now, like, my standards are really high. Um, Because, you know, like, getting out of a relationship, now I know what I want and, you know, what I'm looking for and what I deserve. And I think for me, yeah, I think just someone who, you know, is, tries to be an example of Jesus every day, you know, and chooses to approach situations with patience, you know, and love. And I think, yeah, and that's part of, like, communication, too. So I need someone with good communication. Um, physically, we can, talk a, we can talk a lot about that. <laughs> um, of course, I... Okay, what I consider short... Sorry, Mr. Fritch. The guy over 5'9". If you short shorter than 5'9", I don't know if I can do that because I'm already five. Only round up and lie about their height anyway. <laughs> so you never really know their true height. Yeah. First date, first date, uh, first date. I'll bring like a tape measure 
and like, <laughs> you know, be like can't lie to me. you're like a centimeter off bro sorry you're, you're done okay yes um this man has to be over five nine um I would prefer that he's healthy looking <laughs> um you know and I, I like a guy who like promotes healthy eating and you know like a good lifestyle because I think that'll benefit me in the future too like you know to have good eating habits and to stay healthy um yeah you know someone with nice hair I like that it's, okay <laughs> I think the hair is a big part of the face like if the hair doesn't work then the rest of the face doesn't work to me like I think hair is a big thing <laughs> Bro, what really- if, if the hair is nice and then they bald later <gasps> So you, gotta, you gotta look at their parents. You gotta check if the dad's bald. <laughs> <Let's not laughs> they're balling. They're gonna bald later. Oh yeah, God. I think I'm really physic- like picky. Um, no, well now I am. Um, and you know, just like what's morally attractive you, to you, I think someone who, um, yeah, communicates well and you know loves your parents. You know, like their parents, my parents, because I think that also plays a part in what kind of father they'll be in the future. Um, and you know, a guy who likes to plan dates and do romantic <laughs> stuff, you know, a dream guy, <laughs> yeah, a very sweet guy, and yeah, a holy hottie, just overall, like, I think that's what I want. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, just someone that can get along with my friends well and um, just be, yeah, very energetic and really likes to laugh because I like to laugh, so I think that'll work really well. So yeah. those are my expectations <laughs> I feel like for me I'm like kind of like the opposite of Karen I think I used to have so many standards and they were like oh you have to have these or you're like I won't even look at you okay <laughs> I like realized over time I was like being so picky about like what I wanted that I like I just wanted like, oh, the one, right? But like, yeah. in all honesty, like that's not how relationships work. Like you build relationships and you have to put work into them. And I think now like my only requirement is like Christian and like, <laughs> cause like I definitely like that is like super important to me. I definitely want someone who has like similar beliefs because like you don't want them to lead you astray in your faith, but you also want to like push each other and grow each other. Um, and help each other grow spiritually so I think that it's like my number one thing obviously everything else is just a plus um (laughs) but like I think I really want them to be like genuinely kind and like be able to um like talk to other people like talk to my friends and get along with them and my family um I hope you know they're like a really loving person because I think that's like so important because whatever you have hardships or stuff like that like love is like one thing that can like make you change oh but also I heard this kind of advice from one of our counselors at church actually and she said um, one thing that you should look for in a relationship is a guy who has a teachable spirit because when you get into problems and like you guys are arguing like that really shows how you guys are going to deal with conflict if he's like okay with saying sorry if he is willing to learn from that that you're back charlie's back oh. okay sorry where did i cut off um teachable someone who spirit. has a teachable spirit yes yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so basically, she just said, like, yeah, someone who has a teachable spirit is really important because when you guys are both faced with conflict, that's, like, how you can see what's going to happen. Like, is he willing to say sorry? Is he willing to learn um, and willing to sacrifice um, and, you know, put in the effort to learn things to further your relationship and help each other grow? Or are you just going to be stuck in that mindset where you're like, oh, I'm always right. You can't teach me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that's so important. I never really thought about it that way. But um, personally, I... So before I used to have a list and I was always like, I, I do have a list, but I feel like they're more character-wise because I feel like um, I when I pray to God for, you know, my future husband, Um, I feel like he won't give me anyone I won't be attracted to physically. So I don't really worry about the physical one. The one that I do worry about most is actually the character. Because um, I think one of the most important things that I find or look for someone is if they don't make me feel dumb for saying the things they say. Or, you know, my (laughs) jokes. Like, do they get my humor? And do they know I'm joking and I'm not being serious? Or... Like, if I don't know about something, well, I feel bad saying, yeah, you know, I don't really know. I don't really know about this. Like, can you explain it to me? And they'll make me feel, like, bad for not knowing. Or will they say, or will they help me in a way where I'm going to feel loved by that person? And, you know, like, taking care, taking care of. And another thing that I look for is not exactly what I look for, but what I look at is actually um, how they treat their friends and their family. Because that's a lot about how they're going to treat you and how they're going to treat your kids or their character in general. I don't think I could do it with somebody that's so stubborn. Like, like being in a marriage with someone that's incredibly stubborn is just like, (laughs) I don't don't know. Like, am I going to go to bed angry and you're just going to they angry at me for the next three days like that's not that's not gonna work out yeah but yeah that's marriage for me guys (laughs) I actually (laughs) I like I like for the same things too but I am more like Karen also I do have like my standards when (laughs) your physical standards (laughs) yes like um, there's some things that I wouldn't want like for example one thing I just wouldn't want in a person that I'm dating is if they're overly muscly don't work out (laughs) like I can't do that they have too much muscle I won't like it and then they don't have like enough muscle I just won't like it either so tone tone yes exactly (laughs) so uh, that's one of the things that I'm just like um okay you know and um yeah definitely the character is very important part of it too I think for me um one of the most important things now is, will I be able to, you know, be with this person and have a daily Bible study with them? Can I communicate with them about things, you know, important things like God? Or, you know, how are they going to react to situations in which both of us, that makes both of us uncomfortable or something we just won't want to talk about, you know? That's the things that I look for in a significant other, they character their patience I think patience is really important in a guy period (laughs) yeah (laughs) and you know and then if you're like 
especially you know how we all said we're looking you know the person we date we're gonna marry so imagine you're dating someone you want them to be patient you know you want them to have a humble character humbleness is something I look for in a guy too intelligence I that's just so important to me <laughs> makes bank good salary <laughs> <laughs> I would hear saying don't make me feel dumb it's like you have to be smart <laughs> yeah you have to be smart because and then common sense I just I can't deal with people who don't have common sense <laughs> I'll like freak out every day I'll be like oh my gosh no I know, like and I know like people like say oh you know you shouldn't pay attention to like how much a guy makes but you know oftentimes like the reason why there are fights and like you know those situations because of money and yeah. I think for, for, that's something really important for me um not like the most important, but you know, like he just has to have a stable job, you know, because he's going to be supporting me and we're going to be supporting like a family. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it just avoids financial conflict. And um, yeah. Well, I didn't say this earlier, but like one other thing is like, I really want the guy to have ambition in life. Oh, because man. if you don't know what you're doing or want to do anything in life, like, oh no, stay at home dads, please. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, is there anything that you learned about relationships that you've had? I know some of us haven't had relationships, but let's say relationships you've seen that you don't want to repeat in your life or just scares you. Mm. Well, I've never dated anyone. I mean, okay, this is my middle school one, but what, <laughs> what I can say, because I contradicted myself earlier, somebody's going to say something, somebody's going to be like, hmm, but um, I think one of the things that I learned, because I liked this guy for such a long time, or, so I dated him in middle school, and then it followed me into high school, and it's just like, it's, I've learned to not beat around the bush, you know, to to be upfront with it to be like you know and it's just it goes back to God I feel like personally like it just goes back to God where I'm like if I like this person and I know they're not right for me I'm gonna pray and say you know Jesus guard my feelings because I don't want to be hurt by this person or potentially hurt the person because you know it's not gonna work out and when you both keep dancing around so much it takes so much of your life and so much stress and so much energy and it's like dude I could I don't want to put my energy in you I want to put my energy in God and you're in the way of that like <laughs> you know it's just that's what I've learned and yeah. I want to repeat that <laughs> yeah I think yeah. I have to agree with you yeah I have to agree with you on the whole God thing because you know obviously like I said I had a relationship that was worldly in our terms as Christian people um so I think, you know, I don't want to repeat having a relationship that just isn't centered around God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for me, something I learned is, you know, um, <clears throat> I think just to, you know, just like not stand down for someone, you know, just because like, you know, if something makes me uncomfortable, then I have to like address it. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, just putting myself first and not trying to change myself for someone you know because um, yeah. you know often like I don't know I just it just makes me really uncomfortable like when I really have to like suppress who I am 
And mm-hmm. that's something that I don't want to repeat again. And something that I'm scared of is that a person would just get bored of me. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, or, you know, a lot of marriages, like, you know, some marriages end because there's just nothing to talk about anymore. <laughs> like, you know, it's like boring. And that's what I'm scared of. And um, yeah, because you know how people are like, oh my gosh, that's so dumb. When like brides just run out of like the cathedral. I'm like, <laughs> but you know, like, because getting married is so big, like there are so many things, mm-hmm. you know, so- that make up a marriage. And I think they're just not ready for that because that's literally the rest of their life. And I kind of understand like why brides run out and don't want to get married. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have to consider like, this is a person that I'm spending with, you know, like my entire life with. And if I don't want to get married to them, then what, why, like, why am I marrying them? You know, like if I don't see myself with them. Um, but yeah, I know I'll leave all this marriage stuff in God's hands and he'll give someone good to me in the end. So I don't have to worry about that, but I do have my fears yeah no for sure I get terrified about a bunch of things like I low-key think I'm gonna get cold feet in the the day of my (laughs) wedding that's like also one big fear that like oh it'll be too late I'll say yes and I'll be like oh shoot and then another thing is the love is one-sided where like I like pouring in so much of like my feelings my time like every single thing but then like they don't truly like me the same way that I like them and if they cheat we're gonna have a problem (laughs) a big problem um I have one other thing but I think I kind of oh like what happens if I really really like them but they're but they don't have like the same beliefs as me they don't have the same like morals as me like no matter like it'll be really hard but I know I'll have to be like I have to walk away so hopefully I'm never in that situation <laughs> so I'll just go on my fellowship and like oh okay you okay. find a guy in fellowship <laughs> yeah so yeah. Any, any of you guys looking I'll give me all your types and when I, go, when I go to my college fellowship I'll keep a lookout we play the the podcast, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so another question is um I don't think Charlie is no Charlie <laughs> Charlie, Charlie share Charlie share Um, okay so I've never been in a relationship so I can't really say like things I don't want to repeat but I mean like I think we've all liked people it's just a normal thing um so I did have one I I guess this is like a story time but like I did like maybe like sophomore year I love it sophomore year like I one of my friends from my swim team he was like oh I like you and like okay honestly at the time I did like him too but I think like during the period of time when like we were like talking and like hanging out and stuff like it was just like I don't know I there were so many things that I had overlooked because I was like oh like I like him so it's okay if he does those things and like thinking back now those things were totally not okay and like I think that is something I will never ever repeat again like you like obviously you can sacrifice some things and be like okay I'll let that slide because you love someone and I didn't even I didn't like it that much (laughs) like (laughs) and like I think like um but I think like there are things that need to be called out and like if you really truly love someone you need to call them out on that like you can't just let them keep doing that um and then something that scares me I guess like that Mm, I guess like that my significant other would like not 
love me anymore I don't know (laughs) probably just like like lose feelings because like I know as for us like who are like dating for marriage and stuff like marriage is something really important and like Mm -hmm. I just don't want them to stop wanting to fight for us Mm -hmm. yeah I you said that um you know that sometimes you know when you're infatuated with someone you kind of get blindsided to the things that you didn't like before um ever thinking of a them in a romantic way um one thing I heard that I think would you know help all of us is write down the things you don't like or that you're not attracted to in the guy mm-hmm. and when because obviously sometimes you're gonna a get, report yeah <laughs> we, <laughs> we made a pros and cons list <laughs> yes yeah no yeah. for sure <laughs> no like yeah because you're gonna be if you know, you hang out with this dude, you're going to be put in the position where you're just like, maybe I could like him. And then all the reasons why you didn't like him, you just forget about them. Or maybe just reasons like in general why you wouldn't like a guy for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you find yourself, that guy having so many of those, be like, nah, dude, you're done. Like, I don't <laughs> yeah. want to see anyone. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of these are expectations we have. Our expectations can be similar to a lot of other teenagers out there but what do you think are some expectations that teenagers in general have when it comes to dating maybe like the idea of dating but you know like they're not really intentional like like with it because you know like I think a lot of teenagers in high school they're like oh my gosh I'm dating so and so right and then Mm -hmm. it'll get the word will get out and they'll be like oh my gosh they're dating so and so so I think like the idea that they're dating someone because, you know, it can also boost the person's ego, like, especially for teenagers. Um, mm-hmm. And that's something that, like, it's really common at our school, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, just dating for the name and just dating to have fun or just dating, like, I know, like, you know, sometimes a lot of girls date these really good looking guys as accessories, like at school. And I think that's not cool, <laughs> you know? So I think, I think some teenagers, like, have really unrealistic expectations um, when it comes to um, dating as a teenager and dating at school so yeah 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 you know what I think I come to realize sometimes like that I well maybe not come to realize maybe I'm just thinking about this and like very looking too deep into it but I feel like when you're a teenager sometimes you know it's not going to last so you get into a relationship expecting expecting it not to last but I guess you don't really expect to be heartbroken at the end but you kind of do because you know it's not going to last so you already Mm -hmm. have that expectation you know the hey yeah we're gonna break up at some point it's gonna be awful I'm gonna be hurt or you know it's just that that teenagers expect drama in a relationship and I feel at least some do or maybe it's just me that's I'm having kind of I think my opinion on that is I think that a lot of teenagers have it in more like a fantastic idea like they watch movies and they're just like this is what a relationship is supposed to be like so mm-hmm. they try to copy it in real life and it just so doesn't work out like that um on Instagram actually I read this quote that said if you're not dating for marriage then you're dating for heartbreak yeah. there's like no in between 
And I was like, yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> the Instagram quotes always speak. I, <laughs> they be getting me in my feels sometimes. I'm like, dude, I don't even have a boyfriend. Like, what's going and on? And they always like get you at the right time. Like, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, I age it. I know. They yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. I think another expectation that a lot of teenagers have when they're like dating is that like you always have to like like this person every single day because <laughs> you get into that relationship and you're like oh I love this person I'm so infatuated with them and then like later on you're like oh like I don't like them anymore like that's sometimes like like I think that's why it's like being in a relationship is not only about that romantic aspect it's also about like living your life together with that person like sharing things and like growing together like even if that romantic aspect is like not there for a day like you're still in that relationship and I think like in a way that kind of like reflects like as Christians too like even on the days when we don't feel like being a Christian and like being a Christian is like really hard it doesn't mean that we just stop and like I feel like that kind of like relationship is like kind of reflects in the way that we have expectations that are different than I guess other teenagers our age Mm -hmm. that's deep bro yeah completely agree so um anybody else has something to say or y'all took everything out of my mouth (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) so you know we talked about expectations when it comes to dating and expectations teenagers have but what are your expectations about what it means to be an adult So I'm just going to say this. I don't expect myself to be completely wise when I'm an adult. I just expect myself to have learned from my mistakes. Like at least taking a little bit of wisdom from my parents, from my grandma, from, you know, the people around me that make mistakes. And I think that for me, it's just taking that advice from people. I I hope, I, I expect myself you know, ever ever in a in a place where I don't see something, and then people around me see it because you know you're blinded to so, certain things sometimes. If I don't see it, then I want my I want to expect me myself right now, my future self, to take that advice because I know that my mom's not gonna be telling me something just for to tell me it and she's gonna be looking out for me or my sibling isn't or you know my closest friend well I mean that's kind of complicated because I'm but I don't leave it in God's hands you know mm-hmm. so I I hope that well I expect myself to take advice and to take advice from the Bible mostly too you know the stuff that I'm not supposed to be doing the things I'm not supposed to be doing the the influences around me I expect myself to stay strong and if I can't, then, then I'm weak. <laughs> but I expect that. My expectations in adulthood aren't really that big. I just feel like I'm going to have more responsibilities. That's where my mind goes when I hear adult. I just get so tired already. Just like, no, let me just pause time for a little bit. Yeah, just responsibilities. I guess freedom too, but... Along with freedom, you have a lot more responsibilities. Now you have to take care of yourself. Like, now you actually have to. 
you know, you have to watch out for yourself. Nobody's going to be out there doing it for you. No. I think yeah. for me, I don't have a lot of expectations of being an adult, but I think just to avoid having midlife crisis. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, um, and thing I'm not looking forward to is paying any type of bills, <laughs> but that's adulthood and taxes. Um, well, I think some expectations that I have for myself is to not any not let people, you know, just boss me around and really have an influence on what I want to do with my own life. Um, and I think, yeah, like, I think, you know, it's my life and I live how I want it, but I also have to live it in a way where I'm making Christ-like decisions every day. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, like for me, adulthood seems very scary. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I just, at this point, I would just like leave it up to God and let him, you know, decide how I live my life and as an adult. And yeah, right now I'm just very focused on, you know, being in the moment and enjoying my last two weeks of being a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think just to leave it all to, up to God and just um, just really know how to carry myself and not let, let others influence me in a bad way. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, adulting, hard topics. <laughs> topic. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, as an adult, you're going to have to make choices like sexual norms, you know? It's part of the responsibility. (laughs) So, what do you think influences your sexual norms? Sexual norms is like... (laughs) Yeah, sorry. So, by sexual norms, I mean like... um, the okay so there's sex characteristics and terms primary sex characteristics show up as a sex organs that is involved in the reproductive process Mm -hmm. secondary sex characteristics develop at puberty and are not directly involved in the reproductive process intersex people born with sex characteristics of male and female transgender people who use gender identity that does not match their assigned gender at birth. So sexual expectations are sexual scripts, cultural prescriptions that dictate whom, where, how, and with, you know, also what that sex means in the context of what is happening and our culture, media, and social expectations that affect our, you know, our views on sex sexual conflict or the regulation of sex sexuality that creates inequality um that so would kind of like, like asking like what our thoughts are on this yeah so what are your thoughts on uh, topics such as sexuality in any sense um you know the act of intercourse or um you know transgender issues and things like that gender assigned roles that's a touchy topic <laughs> yeah it is yeah it is um well i'm just gonna go on the route that 
So, uh, I live my life based on my faith. My opinions are very much my faith. And I think that, oh. Phone falling, phone falling. Uh, man, that's, that was tough, guys. Sorry, did that hurt? <laughs> oh, no, it didn't. Or it didn't for me. Okay, so I'm going to say this. Um, I just, I think that I'm going to go on the safe route right now and choose that one and say that I'm going to wait till marriage. You know, um, I think that saving myself is something that I didn't really pay attention to until recently, actually. Um, I haven't had my first kids. So same, I, man. Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking about. So, uh, it's just important for me personally to keep in mind that um, you know, give myself what I consider a gift to myself and my husband. And I know a lot of people, like in, especially in our generation, might see it like weird or dumb or whatnot. But I think that I don't feel sorry about it. <laughs> you know, like I just, I, man, I forgot my train of thought. But the point is, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait. <laughs> Me too. I didn't even realize it was that big of a deal that people were like, "What the heck?" Like I remember seeing like a, an interview with a woman. Oh. <laughs> But I saw like, a really old interview and this woman is like 50 and she's never done it before because she wants to wait until marriage. And then people were like, you waited that long? Like, how, like why would you do that? See, but I don't, I don't understand why it's that big of a thing, honestly. But I didn't even know how, I didn't even know how it worked. Like actually it worked until ninth grade. <laughs> so sad. But yeah, for sure. Waiting until marriage. Yeah, yes, I agree. Like our okay, our society, I feel like is very sex driven at times, and it's like, it kind of like isn't a lot of different aspects of of society. Like you see it in television shows or even in social media a lot, and I think to step back and think like, oh, like what does this translate to in my life? Um, that was definitely something that I had to think about, and I think being a Christian, like for me, that was like, oh. I believe that like God made like intercourse to be something that was like holy and to be done between like a man and a woman, like when they're married. Right. And I think when you go against that, there are a lot of things like bad things that may come with it. I think a lot of people who are in relationships where they um, kind of like cross that line and they just like, you know, are willing to have sex with whoever it kind of um it it, it brings problems because you feel attached to them in a way that um was never meant for you to be attached to them if you're not married to them right that's something like special that is supposed to be just between you and someone you're married to and I just feel like yeah even though it's weird I definitely think I will no I am going to save myself for marriage um yeah yeah me too I'm gonna save myself from for marriage um you know like my sister said we do um you know our views on a lot of things are influenced by our religions 
And, you know, a lot of that, what we find is, you know, opinions we have that are really not common anymore in society. And, and you know what, maybe to address it a little bit, I guess, is um, what I'm going to say is that I feel like um, whatever people decide to do, I feel like my sin is no greater than theirs or sin is no greater than mine. What they decide to do, honestly, I find myself giving them no judgment. I think that um, as much as we can judge them, they can judge us. And I think that, yeah, we, we might not find it morally correct or we might not find it right or we might not find it Bible-based. But um, I think that at the end of the day, my sin does not weigh theirs and theirs does not weigh mine. So, you know, we're all living together <laughs> this life. Okay, so, um, okay, so we talked about, like, adulthood. Now, you know, adulthood leads to marriage, and that's kind of, like, a topic that we've been on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, what do you think is important in a marriage? And what type of, like, marriage would it be? So there's, I really don't know how to pronounce these. Sorry, Mr. Fritch. Um, if anybody knows how to pronounce these, there is, there's a poly, polygony, polygony, um, polyandry. Um, so, I think it's, pol- I feel like it's pol- poly for like all of them. Like, poly- okay, but we'll just explain like, okay, so um, there's a marriage of one man to two or more women, a marriage of one woman to two or more men, marriage between people of same social category, marriage between people of different social categories, marriage between two people and marriage between two or more people. Um, I'm definitely gonna be going with uh, monogamy. I want to say monogamy. <laughs> monogamy. <laughs> I'm sorry because isn't the the other one polygamy? I th- yeah. Okay, sorry, I said that wrong. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's just like a personal preference thing. I don't think that I would be okay with being in a relationship with more than one person. Same. Me too. I think that's for I can, all of us. I, can, I like barely only handle one person, so yeah. I feel like if it takes a very like, because if you have more than one person in a relationship, I feel like that can cause a lot of like, does they do they like that other person more or blah blah. blah. Like I remember I saw a Snapchat story where both like the already married um, husband and wife they went in an open relationship, so the husband got someone, the wife got someone, and then they all lived in the same house, I think. And then one day the guy, the husband went to the wife and wanted a divorce. So now they're separated and he went off with the the other woman and then the wife stayed with the, the man that she's with. So I feel like it can cause, I mean, of course she was fine with it. So like it's, 
I'm not judging them for anything. It's just like what happened, but I feel like it'd be very extremely complicated. Yeah, definitely. I think <laughs> just one person, please. And I think, yeah. And yeah, that would be the type of marriage that my marriage would be. And like what important in a marriage is kind of like, kind of like what, what's important in dating, I think kind of like just carrying over, but yeah, you know, I just have to, you just have to consider that, like, this is the person that you're spending with your, the rest of your life with. And, you know, you just need to be able to forgive each other because if that doesn't work out, then it's going to be a little ugly. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, that's on marriage. Um, so let's talk about family. So like, what do you, like, how do you want to raise your kids? And um, do you think you would raise your kids how other people usually would? Or, like, do you, or do you have, a, like, your own way of raising your kid? Um, for raising my kids, I just, I kind of want to raise them, like, how I was raised, but even better. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, I really do want to, like, um, all of us go to church. One thing that I noticed with my own faith is that before in elementary school, when I didn't really know God and I wasn't really a Christian, like, I was a very, like, terrible child, like, like very extremely, extremely bratty. I didn't care about my actions. Like, I was, like, can't get tell you, I was a mean kid. She stole my gummies in first grade. <laughs> And I, I think, still think when, about that sometimes. Dude, now I always think about it. Every time you say this, I'm like, oh, I'm so, so I'm such a bad kid. But and then when I started going to church and actually taking my my relationship with God more seriously, that was when I started to change. Like I realized that everything I did was not loving. Um, and so I start to I like change for the better. Um so for sure want to put my kids in a church and like, I, I want them to grow from it because, you know, a lot of, a lot of people who do go to church and their children also go to church, it'll be like the parents' faith instead of the, the child's faith. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I think like a fine line of like pushing them to like find their own relationship with God and not me just forcing upon them. Like I want it to be like a natural and fluid for them. Another thing, um, no spanking. Um, uh, hopefully, I could try to use some communication. Maybe I'll teach them like baby sign language and be like milk, milk, or like food. Baby or sign sleep. language. Yeah. I think I would do that too. I think for me, like how I want to raise my kids is, you know, just to be very kind people. Cause, you know, kids are mean. I mean, maybe mm. that's just kids, but they're like brutally honest, but like very mean at the same time. And, you know, I just want to teach my kids to, you know, just be the bigger person, you know, in, in times of like situations, like to say sorry, um, but also know that, you know, what is right and wrong. And I think that's really hard for kids at first, but I think, um, yeah, just, I just want my children to grow up just knowing that like, I love them and they could come to me for anything and, and talk about things that are hard to talk about, you know, like Mean Girls, 
Like, <laughs> that's what I want to be. Like, cool, mom. Uh, but, like, not when my kids drink and stuff. You know, of course, there's just going to be discipline and there's going to be roles. But, you know, I just want my kids to have a good childhood and I just want to make the best of that for them. And, um, yeah, and just to have fun, I think. Because I think the way a child is raised and grows up is important in how they carry themselves, like, as teenager and adults. So I think I just want to prepare my children for that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and not avoid hard things, you know, just like not avoid touchy topics, because I think that teaching your children that it's better than, okay, so the thing is, like, it's better that you teach your children than have others teach your children, you know, about things like that, because it's better that you address it to them than them finding out and being, like, confused. So I think just, yeah, just to have, um, yeah, that to be able to teach my kids a lot of things and you know, what's right and what's wrong and how to treat others well, so. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think I do want to raise um, my kids like how I was raised, but um, I, I agree with Karen about like addressing things that are hard to talk about. I think that's something that was kind of like, like with my parents, um, we definitely do talk about things that are hard to talk about, but not a lot. Um, and I think like what Karen said like was so correct I I don't want them to go out and learn it from someone else and in the process of doing that potentially be hurting other people because they don't know right so like um yeah I think it's important just to raise them with discipline and I also definitely think um I do want to expose them to Christianity um I I know like you know growing up in the church it kind of like sets you up to um, not own your own faith because you're just kind of going because everyone else in your family is going. But I think having that there and like knowing that in times of need that there's someone you can turn to um, in the future, at least, you know, when I, if I can't be there for them or whatever, like they can call out to God for help. And um, maybe, you know, at the end of the day, I do believe God is sovereign. And if he has a plan for my children to come to him, then he will do that in whatever way fits his will. I agree. Good response. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I think something that I also wanted to ask you guys is um, how important is fatherhood in a relationship as a daughter or like a later mother? Because um, like according to sociology, um, fathers serve as teachers, coaches, mentors, and role models, and um, how a father conducts himself shows the child who they should become, and they help with encouragement and setting limits, um, and, you know, just in America, you know, like, reasons why father fatherhood is lacking is because too many fathers are absent, or um, without fathers, children are more likely to use drugs, drop out, be in poverty, face abuse and neglect, go to prison, or just commit crimes, or, you know, daughters might even become pregnant. And um, there are 18.3 million children in the United States with no fathers at home. So do you think, like, um, how important, like, fatherhood is to you as a daughter, or how you want your, um, your spouse to um you know like what do you have what are some expectations do you have for your spouse as a father in the future that's a good question um 
I kind of honestly, when I think about it and I try to like imagine if I, when I'm married and I have kids, I kind of just want them to be like me. Like we both share equal responsibilities. Like, um, mm, like, like I can help with homework and they will help with homework. Like they don't just pour in like that single responsibility on me and I won't do the same to him. I feel like I can't, okay. I can't really like exactly pinpoint and imagine a certain situation, but I do for sure don't want them to neglect their, like our children. I mean, if they do, then we will have it. I will have a talk with him. Uh, let me think about it a little bit more. <laughs> Okay, I think I have an answer. Um, for me, I think for my future spouse, I, um, I would want my children to trust them and just, you know, to be able to tell them anything, even though if they're like a male, because, you know, like a lot of children's kind of, I mean, a lot of kids try to avoid talking to their dads because like they're of opposite gender and I think, um, you know, I think it also tells like the dad that, you know, if your daughter really trusts you to tell this, then, you know, you are really important to them and they want you to assist them you know and give them advice and I think yeah I just really want my children to be really close with their father and you know just see him as their best friend um but yeah like talking back about like my own father um yeah they're like I've gotten used to not getting verbal like affirmation from him like you know like love verbally but I know that he does things that shows that he loves me and I think that's okay with me but you know like for my future spouse, I would just love, like my children to, um, yeah, to really be able to trust their father and have fun with him. So, that's yeah, expectation. Like, sometimes I see movies, and so you know how a lot of times people have favorite children, and they make it very obvious, and they only include like one child compared to the other. So I for sure want them to treat like them equally like not to show any favoritism because I think when that happens and the other kid's gonna for sure maybe fall off or think like oh why doesn't he treat me the same way like why doesn't he include me into like other things and it starts to have like they start to have like negative thoughts and I just I really don't want that to even happen yeah yeah I I do think fatherhood is something that's important um I think as a daughter myself, there are ways that I feel like my dad supports me that my mom doesn't. And I feel like for my children in the same way, I hope that my future spouse could be someone that is there for them in ways that I am lacking in. Like my mom, she like hates physical touch and all that stuff. But my dad, like, he like hugs us all the time and like he always like talks to us and like he's like you know good cop and he like let's just do whatever but you know um yeah I feel like there's a dynamic relationship and I hope that in the same way I will have that with my spouse and that will translate to the way that we discipline and grow our kids Mm, thank you for sharing well it's all in God's hands um so now we're talking about old age and death the last stages of life and um just a few ending questions is like what do you think about growing old and does it scare you and what are your thoughts on death and 
like where do you think they stem from and according to like sociology aging falls into three categories so it's biologically like what happens to the body um psychological what happens to the mind like seven percent of adults suffer from dementia and cultural like how society sees you and um yeah and aging um some connections with aging in society is that wealthy people tend to live longer because of access to better health care and um, also age stratification, like being treated differently because of age. And it's also known as ageism. And old people are at greater risk to falling into poverty due to healthcare costs and lower or no income at old age. So some current aging issues in the United States is that more money is being spent because of rapidly increasing age population and social security is running out of money and Congress like would not fix that. And also the lack of oversight into like, you know, convalescent homes and nursing homes. So like, you know, what do you think about growing old and does that scare you? And also with death. Mm, I think with growing old and death, I'm not scared of death because ultimately I know that I'm gonna be with God. Um, but hopefully when I do die, like it doesn't hurt, but if it does, hopefully it's not like the type of pain where you're like burned and then you feel, you feel it until you die. Like, I hope it's like quick, like end me, like right there, right there, but I'm going to get damaged like that. Okay. No, well, okay. But for growing old, um, it does scare me to think that my mind might, like, I might lose my memory. Like I'm watching a K drama and he has Alzheimer's and it gets makes me so sad. Um, but okay, but yeah, I'm just scared that I'm also going to end up alone. Like if I don't have children, if I don't have a husband, then I'm going to like die alone. And I feel like during that time it's gonna be extremely sad to just be like isolated or I I'm gonna have to be like a nursing home where they're forced to take care of me because I cannot take care of myself another thing is seeing death for like seeing death of my children or like my husband if I die like later than they do and I think I will for sure like feel a bunch of more emotions because you know of course as you grow old like you see a lot more things around you and because of that, more events occur. And as a result, you have to feel and have that burden in your mind forever, unless you forget it. But I probably won't forget it if it's that traumatic. So just carrying all of that. And also like regret, regrets that, oh, I didn't do this or I wasted my life doing this when I should have been doing something else that I was actually enjoying and happy about. I think for me, like, I just want to be happy when I'm old, you know, just like, retired, enjoying, you know, whatever, how many years I have left with my significant other, you know, like at the beach or just walking, holding hands. And I think that's something that I really look forward to. Um, it does scare me, but I think, you know, I just know that in the end, like I'm going to live with God eternally. And that's, it gives me comfort. I mean, you know, I'm just scared of like the way I'm going to die because I, I don't want to feel pain, but I know that like being with God, you know, it's, yeah, that's something that I really look forward to. And yeah, but that's something I'll have to think about later. No need to think about now. Um, so yeah, that concludes our podcast on life. 
So thank you for tuning in to our two episode series and I really hope you enjoyed it. Um, yeah, just like our podcast if you can. And um, thank you for our special guest, um, Odalise, Charlie, and Megan for tuning in and just sharing about um, the expectations they have in life and how they grew up. So yes, thank you for tuning in and peace out. Bye. Bye.